Jammers, welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Jams and Cocktails Live podcast. I'm your host, Brad Brock, and man, I, I don't know about you guys, the weather has been absolutely beautiful the last few days. This is the weather that I live for in Florida, uh, and I only mention it because all good things must end, you know, so we're out here enjoying these beautiful clear days, these 70 degree temperatures, the 70 degree highs, and uh I know that it's either going to get really, really hot or very, very cold soon. And uh, so these are the days to live for. Enjoy them. That's my TED Talk. We're moving on. <laughs> I cherish weather like this because I know it's fleeting. You guys, tonight on the show, we'll be chatting with rockin' singer-songwriter Vern Dazel in the studio tonight. Awesome. We're going to be sharing a few checks from his uh, brand new solo album, Call of the Wild. We got around and name that tune to play with all of you. And we're giving away two free tickets to the Thunderfoot show this Friday night at Terra Fermata with special guest Vern Dazel opening up the night there. So uh, all that and more here on the Jams and Cocktails live podcast. I want to thank everybody for tuning in live with us tonight and to those catching the show later on. We thank you as well. Please hit the subscribe button on our YouTube channel and like, follow and uh Share all of our stuff anywhere else that you might be watching the show, be it uh, Facebook or YouTube or wherever. Uh, and also consider some uh, subscribing to our Patreon page and throw us a little jingle if you so desire. That would be nice, too. <laughs> but before we get down to business, as always, we're going to kick this thing off with our shot of the week. And it's a good one. shot of this week and i actually saw this shot in a restaurant menu believe it or not um it, it, jordan was there with me and i saw it and i was like this shot looks amazing uh so we're giving it a try this is the bananas foster shot uh i don't know what a bananas foster is in real life but um this is a tasty one uh so it's one part fireball one part banana schnapps and one part whipped vodka how could you go wrong uh <laughs> you shake it in ice and you strain it to a shot glass and uh there there you have it so here we all are and uh it's very important to note and sadly to note and i don't want to start the show off on a sad note but uh but it can't go without mentioning we lost a legendary guitarist and musician yesterday and uh, the world just found out about it today the incomparable jeff beck passed away suddenly yesterday uh, after contracting meningitis uh, he was a uh, 78 years old so uh we're gonna do this shot for jeff beck Cheers. For Jeff. Cheers, Jeff. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, that's all booze, you guys. <laughs> yeah. That's all booze in there. We taste it. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? There's a lot to think about. There's a lot of flavors going around. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's, it's not bad. Yeah. I feel like the... I feel like the cinnamon really kind of cuts that sweetness from the banana and the in the whipped. But if you don't like cinnamon, it's going to hit you in the wrong way. <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. At least it marks the it masks the, the schnapps. Yeah. 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 I feel like everybody's had a bad experience on schnapps. Yeah. 
when they were about 15 or something. Do you remember um, anybody ever drink Aftershock? Aftershock, it, like, it was like a cinnamon uh, liqueur, like schnapps, and it came in this crazy, like, volcano-looking bottle. And, um, yeah, I've thrown up so many times on that. Oh, I, I don't think, A, I don't think it exists anymore, and B, I don't think you could, uh, I don't think you'd be able to find it anyway. It's, uh, I've never seen it again <laughs> since I got out of high school. It probably did get banned, uh, putting uh, putting too many high school kids in the, in the hospital. But yeah, um, so uh, visit uh, jncpodcast.com and hit the shot of the week link to see what we're planning for the following week. Uh, and then you can join us in all the fun. You can get all the ingredients delivered. The ingredients? I'm just shortening words because I feel like it. The ingredients, you can get them shipped right to your door. By our friends at Drizzly. Drizzly. Yeah, yeah. Jeff Beck, uh, of course, famous for the Yardbirds and uh, and his own stuff. Uh, eight Grammys over his very long and storied career. Took over for Eric Clapton in the Yardbirds, in fact. Uh, but yeah, that's crazy. Well, we wish his family all the best and uh, hope that they uh, recover quickly. All right. Well, uh, before we uh, before we get down to business here with Vern. Uh, I always feel like the best way to introduce a musician to people who don't don't necessarily know them is uh, to share some of their music. So right out of the gate, you guys, we're gonna hit you with a Vern Dazel tune. This is uh, from a from an older record. This is um this is lighted up. What record was this from, Vern? Uh, Shooting the Breeze, my very first album when I my first first solo album in from 2016. 2016. It doesn't seem so long ago, but we all know very well that it was a very long time ago. Yeah, that is crazy to think about. Right? Doesn't seem long ago, but then... But then it totally is. Oh. Anyway. Wild. Aside from that bummer, this song is not a bummer. <laughs> Check it out. Uh, the video is really good, too, and the song is awesome. This is Vern Dazel. This is Light It Up. We'll be right back.
I couldn't think of a better tune to to introduce introduce you to to anybody really. Like if I was gonna throw him a video, I'd be like, "You guys want to know about Vern Dazel? Check out this song first. This is the one. Introduction 101. And that was your first solo record. Yes. Oh my god. Now, um, we'll talk about this uh, uh on your on your brand new record, but uh. I know that you are a multi-instrumentalist. You play tons of instruments. Uh, and um, did you play all the instruments on that recording for that one? Um, everything except for bass. Everything except for bass. Yeah. God, we were talking when we turned the mics off um, <laughs> while you guys were watching the video. But that, that kick drum came in. I don't know if any of you are listening to this in headphones or on a sound bar. But, like, we have our headphones in here in the studio. And <laughs> I was like, my whole... All the hair on my arm stood up when those drums came in. It's a lot of hair. Yeah, it's a lot of hair, too. I'm surprised it didn't hit me in the face. <laughs> uh, seriously, uh, that was a great track. Like I said, I've never, I don't think I've ever listened to it in my headphones before. That's awesome. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. And, and that was the first one. And now we're on, this is the fourth record that you've released? Well, my third solo. Third solo. Yeah, that's right. Um, and your first since you've been here... Uh, uh, naturalized into the the grand old U.S. of A. Right? Yes. Nice. <laughs> well, that's awesome, man. Well, before we get into all the nitty gritty of this new record, how how are you? How have you been? I feel like it's been a minute since uh since you've been here. This is a a new environment uh for you to come and hang out with us. But uh, so how's everything? Everything's everything good, going. Man. Yeah. Thanks for having me on, and I really like the new studio. Everything looks cool. It's really nice. It's a. It's definitely a. It's an upgrade. Now the other studio, of course, had its charms. Uh, but uh, this is a, a much more conducive area to do what we're doing. Yeah, you've got a nice set of you. So thanks for having me, man. Um, yeah, man. Everything's been going well. Uh, had a good 2022. Yeah, solid. Know? Yeah. Uh, very busy here. You know, did a lot of shows. I know you do also do a lot of shows. Not as many as you guys, for sure. <laughs> but um, yeah, we, we went all over the place. It was my first time out of state, which is, which is pretty cool. Nice. It's awesome. Um, considering how many shows we, we do in Florida, you know, we, we expect us to do it more. But hopefully this year we'll, we'll get out of state a little bit more. Yeah, I thought I saw a graphic on Facebook or, or, or Instagram or somewhere uh, with all, all the places that you guys have played. And it was like, I was like, this is incredible. It's basically outlined the entire coast of Florida and then dotted some spots in the middle. There. Yeah, the whole thing is red. I, I just got my the Google. I don't know if you get them the, the Google update. Oh yeah, we're we're, we're, we're driven the whole way. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, it's pretty much everywhere in Florida. <laughs> it's amazing. And, but you know what? We've it's it's cool how Florida changes when you when you go to different um, areas in Florida. How even like a little bit of a culture difference and people Huge. change and um, the landscape as you get go get more north. You know, the trees change and colors of the trees. You so. do, some people don't realize that Florida is is so long. You know, when you when you really count the the key islands all the way down to Key West and you take it all the way up to Tallahassee, you know, or even cut across to like Gainesville, um, right? Gainesville is uh, in the panhandle. Am I an idiot? Yeah, you're kind of an idiot, but it's close enough. Yeah. Or like but you should have said Jacksonville. Yeah, Jacksonville. That but one. then and then, yeah, Gainesville's over. Yeah. Like in west. the panhandle, right? The west. Yeah. What's the furthest yeah. city over there? Pensac Panama City? Pensacola. Pensacola. That's the one I was thinking of. <laughs> But yeah, if you go, if you do tra do all that travel, man, it would take you forever to to 
traverse the state. And yeah, the, the, the there's a major culture shock as you uh, progress from the very south to uh, to the very north of Florida. And um, and yeah, the scenery changes as well. So it's you really get to get to experience it all. And yeah. uh, and you guys certainly did uh, with your travels. Yeah, I saw that graphic and I was like, that's crazy. Yeah, it's it's super colorful, man. I I enjoy Florida. And we actually did that trip where we played the keys one day and the next day we played Jacksonville. No. So, oh wow. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> That's and then we came back home to like Fort Pierce, you know. Yeah. Oh wow. It's a good home base. I wouldn't say it's in the middle, but it's certainly a good jumping off point yeah. anywhere you want to go. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um at least you have other people to drive. You can all take turns kind of. Right. So one person isn't driving uh, the whole Yeah, while the other guys drink. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> True. Somebody's got to drink. Someone's responsible yes, you know. to, keep, yeah. to keep the other guy to keep the driver awake. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, good deal, man. Um, I'm going to quickly get this little plug out of the way uh, because we're uh, we're giving away some tickets a little bit later on the show. Um, so if uh, I understand that you're playing a solo show on Friday night at Terra Formata opening up for uh, Thunderfoot, just uh, I, I believe they're a Molly Hatchet tribute, yeah. right? Um Cool. And they're the real deal because Molly Hatchet actually came out and was like, you can't call yourself a Molly Hatchet tribute out, you know, so they're actually uh, it means they must be good enough to uh, get Bobby Ingram's uh, attention. That's cool. <laughs> so it's not too shabby. Nice. So they had to like, yeah, they can't say that they're the Molly Hatchet tribute band, um, but uh, but they are, in fact. Um, and uh, and uh, from what I've heard, they're very good. So you'll be opening up the show Friday night. Um, yeah. What time does that kick off? Do you know? I think seven. Nice. Nice. So. Doors probably open at five as, as per usual. You can get a couple hours to pregame before the show. But we have two tickets to give away later on in the show. And I'm going to make it very, very easy for you guys. Super simple. Um, I pinned the comment to the top on, on YouTube. But just type in the chats and comments. I want tickets. And uh, we'll write your name down. Uh, same for you guys over on Facebook. Uh, watching the show. If you just type a comment there on the video i want tickets jordan will write down your name and uh we're gonna have Vern pull a number somewhere uh, later on in the evening and uh whoever's name pops up we'll, we'll get in touch with you and uh make sure you get those tickets but we certainly hope that you stick around uh for the live stream tonight so yeah i want tickets that's all you got to put in there all right are you ready to get down to the nitty-gritty oh, yeah. <laughs> okay good <laughs> so i was um I was listening back to our first interview together, and uh, and that was back in 2020, if you can believe it. Here we are in 2023. That was 2020. Oh, wow. Uh, and we were smack dab in the middle of the strictest COVID uh, restrictions, uh, including most of, uh, most of our gigs being um, totally canceled completely. Uh, and at that time, we were really unsure what the future held for us in the music world and, and beyond. And uh, we talked quite a bit about that in that interview. Um, and uh, some of us believed that live streaming house concert was going to be forever. That was going to be the new thing forever. Um, but it's interesting to look back now like a fortune teller because that wasn't the case, you know. And uh, those of us that made it through uh, have kind of mostly gone back to normal, uh, albeit a bit more vigilant uh, in this uh, in this life now. But um it's been a couple of years now for you and uh, four years in the making here. You're here with a brand new full length. This isn't an EP, guys. This is a full length album 
And this is uh, Call of the Wild. Check it out. I have my signed copy. Oh. Of course I do. Vern, how cold was that water? Um, it was pretty cold. It was it was uh, right after the, the hurricane. Oh, wow. The hurricane. So, and I really, the, the thing is, I, I got done recording and mixing and everything, and I was happy with how it sounded. And then I had to do photo shoots and everything. So I had this idea of doing this photo shoot in the water. But then the hurricane hit. And I'm pressed for time because I wanted to get this thing out by in December. Right, right. You know, so one day when it stopped raining, <laughs> uh, my wife was a great photographer. You know, she came with me and we went down to the river there. No, yeah, down, down to, to the, the river. river. <laughs> yeah, so the first couple of photos was done um, in some of the like the side rivers, like the really muddy because I wanted the green feel. Sure, yeah. sure. And that was freaky, man. Because <laughs> you get in and you go like that deep into just mud. You just go into yes. sludge, man. And it's, Hopefully you weren't it's, wearing flip-flops or anything because you were going to lose them for sure. I was wearing those like water little shoes that you, because I was mm. I was scared of uh, fish hooks and stuff because oh. it's just fishing line. And hooks oh, everywhere. yeah, loaded. So I don't want to get a, like an open wound while I'm in there. Yeah, it's because, a good call. Yeah, um, it's, it's smart all yeah. around. You know, I don't want anything swimming up inside of me either. <laughs> that sounds like the so, single off of the next album. <laughs> swimming up inside of me. And I, that'll be my swing album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, that was the first couple of photos. And it was it, it was pretty cold. And my wife kept telling me to chill out because I'm like, I could, you can clearly see the cold in my body. Like. <laughs> and then we moved to that section and took a couple of photos and, you know, she didn't think it came out really well at the time until we put them on the computer and then we went through them and we're like, hey, these look pretty cool. You know, we can work with some of these. Yeah. yeah. So that's the story. Yeah. It's it's so good. It's so funny, man. I have a I have a friend. Um, they're 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 called the Thomas Thomas Wynn and the Believers, and they're out of they're out of Orlando. And they're very similar to uh to your vibe. And they did a uh, they did it uh, a single where they were all in the water just like that, and you you resemble Thomas. I'll have to show you a photo later. Uh, and and uh, when I saw this, I was like, oh my god! I was like, it's it's such like a full. If you guys did a show together, I would lose my mind. It truly, <laughs> honestly, I would blow my make mind. Make it happen, man. Make uh, it happen. I'm gonna. I might have to make it happen. I might have to. Uh, I might have to send some music to him uh, and see if we can pull that off because they're they're amazing. I'll sh- I'll send it to you as well. Um, but yeah, so Call of the Wild, here it is. Vern off camera said it was it was this cold. Yeah. It was this cold out there. <laughs> He's talking shit. I meant it was this cold. Right. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's the best fishing stories. They just get, you know. So <laughs> we kind of touched on this a little bit earlier, but um uh, it's true that you you on this record you played all the parts and produced it completely by yourself, right? Yes, there's there's only two songs that I didn't play the bass on. Which my buddy Quinton Askus from who now resides in the UK, phenomenal bass player. He he helped me with the bass on those songs, but um, the rest I was just like, I'm gonna do it myself, you know. Um, it's what happens when you have like limited resources, you know, and you sure. really want to get stuff done, and you know what you want. You teach yourself how to do certain things, and you hope it comes out good. Yeah, you know, because there's a lot of doubt that goes with doing things yourself especially 
uh, mixing and stuff, you know. And I, I've been mixing for a long time, but I've never really mixed an ho- a whole album that's that's my own, you know what I mean? Sure, so, yeah. And especially when you have, like, a bunch of songs that you're not only trying to treat individually as special, but then you have to put them together and, and make this cohesive project. Um, it's uh, I've done most of my albums i've mixed myself and um and i'm not by any means trying to say that they're great by any means but uh, but the the process of doing it is uh really daunting and and to your point it is a little stressful because you spend so much time mixing one song and then you move on to the next and it's like a huge jumbled mess and you're like well i've got to do this 10 more times you know and then i have to go back and and you know, mix all the songs together. Uh, it, it, but uh, what you've done on this album is is incredible, man. And the diversity of the tunes uh, is is really awesome too. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I always whenever I bring out music, I always always strive for diversity. You know, it makes the album interesting. You know, there's a couple of acoustic kind of songs on, and songs that are maybe a little bit more heavier. Some songs that take you on a journey and some songs that are a little bit more simple. So, yeah. Um, and I like that. Uh, it's, it's, you know, some, some bands bring out albums and it's really kind of boring because the whole thing is just the same. You know, I read a couple of um, album reviews for this record and, some, and your other records as well, um, you know, uh, in, my, in my prep for the show. And that was something that a lot of people said was it wasn't boring, you know, and they, they will compare it to other you know, bands that they like that the records are boring, you know, because it's just like their same vibe over and over again for 10 songs. Uh, and this album really is is not that at all. You know, it comes out swinging with Feed Me and then uh, in and then into it was it Wild Girls, the second track on there. Yep. Um, and then it goes to Bandits Road, which is really a breakdown. Uh, and and I was really blown away because I, I didn't realize that you have such a country country vibe and i don't say like you know like luke bryan country that's not what i mean but i would say maybe more in the vein of like a chris stapleton or um uh who's else, who else am i thinking of but guys like that that's a bit more soulful uh it's kind of borderlines on is it is it soul music or is it country music and uh bandits road was a really good one uh, what was the other one that I, I was blown away by? Rain was another good one where I was like, oh, this is this is really digging in. And uh, good stuff, man. Um, and from uh, you told me this, uh, so I knew what was coming. But uh, the first time we, we chatted that you're a you're a drummer by trade. Oh, yeah. And uh, you, some of you guys out there might not might not know this about Vern, but Vern is a amazing drummer. Thank you, man. Yeah, well, I started off playing drums when I was about 14. And I, I absolutely fell in love with it. You know, it changed my life, obviously. You know, because yeah, right. I am. <laughs> still doing music. What would you have been if you if you never got into music? What do you think your life would be like? Uh, well, before before music, I wanted to be a professional cricket player. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> but um, no, you just, you, and now thinking back, you know, I, I might not have, I've had the best, um, like genetics for for what I wanted to do and all that stuff, you know. So and music just completely engulfed me. You know, I come from a musical family anyway, but um, 
Yeah, I, I at that time I, f- I thought starting at 14 was a little late. Yeah. But you know, I'm glad I started when I did and I was completely obsessed. That's awesome. I I, I, I pretty much started right around when I was 14. Maybe maybe a, a a year younger, but not much. I don't even know what I wanted to do before um before I got into music to be honest with you. I had no ambitions in life. <laughs> and all of a sudden the bug bit me and I was like, "Oh yeah, this is this is what I'm going to do." Yeah. But um let me see. I want to get back on track here from in my own notes. I'm going off on a tangent. Um, this was a question I had for you. Uh, I know that you mix a lot of the stuff at home in your in your home rig, but do you record most of the stuff there, or do you kind of outsource the studios around town to um, record like drums or vocals or things like that? Um, drums. I usually go to Raincat. Oh, yeah. Jensen. We love those guys. Oh man, they're just a, such a pleasure to work with, and you know they they book me for a lot of vocal sessions over there too. So. They're great. Um, but everything else I pretty much do at home. You know, I do like vocals. You know, I build a little booth in my room, <laughs> like blankets and stuff around me. And Photos or yeah. it didn't happen. <laughs> we got to <laughs> see the makeshift. I always take photos booth. to be like, oh, this is going to be cool to post. And then I look at the photos. I'm like, oh, this looks so bad. <laughs> this but not bad well. enough to be cool, you know. Right. It's, it's just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But listen, like it, it's effective. It's effective. I used to do the same thing, man. I'd put uh, t- not towels, but like comforters, you know, bed comforters, up in my closet and just and sing all that into matters it. is what it sounds like and what the listener can hundred percent. And if they enjoy it, I've done my job. I'm not saying it's the best sounding album ever, you know, because <laughs> obviously I listen to it and there's things that I would change about it, you know, because I'm I'm sure. so close to it and I'm like, oh, I don't like the way that sounds. And, but yeah, sometimes you got to like put it away and, and come back to it a month oh, yeah. later. And, uh, you know, if you have that kind of time and then listen to it. But you've you, this has been you've been recording these tracks for years, um, you know, because I remember uh, Rain and Gold Digger coming out. When we were in the other house. That was almost two years ago, right? Oh, yeah. I started um, with COVID when it was the lockdown. Great opportunity to do things. Exactly. Terrible reason. And you know what? I I just told myself I I, I can't have any excuses. Um, because you you try you tell yourself like oh you've got these things it's never gonna work. I'm in a one bedroom apartment in Fort Pierce. You know what am I gonna do? <laughs> so I'm like no you're gonna you're gonna make it work, man. You're gonna push it. If it's if it if it doesn't sound good, just don't release it. And it but came out okay. The shot, yeah, yeah, and it came out fine, I think, and. So those those two songs in particular, I started uh, recording when I was well, like during the lockdown, and then every like <laughs> every now and then I would do a little bit by little bit, but with with doing all my other solo shows and um, working for Switch and Whiskey, you know, doing the album for them and all that stuff, you know, it took a lot of time. So I didn't really have that much time doing my own thing, and then I just. Last year, I said, okay, cool. I need to bring out an album this year. Whenever I find time. And also, you know, like, because I play almost six times a a week. Sure, yeah. And I don't want to do another session of singing on my off day, you know? (laughs) Bro, you're reaching to the choir, (laughs) man. My voice is, most of the time, my voice is fatigued. Yep. So, but I managed to get it done eventually. And it was a lot of work, but I had fun doing it. A lot of frustration. Um. And I'm I'm super happy with it. I, I like the, I like the the spaces that I 
discovered while I was writing the songs, you know. The the songwriting on this album, Vern, is just exceptional, man. And it really, you know, you know, uh, compared to your other records, which I've listened to and love, this is like a grown up album. You know, does that make sense? Yeah, uh, totally. You know, it, the the storytelling is so, it's it's so grown up compared to the the, the record we just heard the tune from uh, to this one. When you jump that amount of time in 2016, like we said, it doesn't seem like it's so far away. But man, the growth that's happened between that time and and what you've experienced is it comes through. It's evident. The songwriting on this record is crazy good, man. And, uh, and we're going to talk a little bit about that um, because the album opens up with a single that you just released uh, pretty recently, relatively recently, last last year at least. Yeah. Um, Feed me. And uh, I want to talk a little bit about it, but I'm going to let everybody listen to it first. And uh, because this song hit me a, a certain kind of way when it right when it came out and then listening to it again, I was like, I think I get it. But we'll see if I'm right. We'll see if I'm right. So we're gonna take a uh, we're gonna take a little musical interlude while you guys listen to "Feed Me" from the brand new album "Call of the Wild" by Vern Dasel. Here it is. That's it right there. Don't go away, you guys. Enjoy this tune. Feed me. We'll be right back.
out there cool and i and and i want to know if i'm dead wrong right <laughs> so when I, when I first heard this song i immediately what i pictured was a social media influencer that's what i envisioned this also and then and then i watched the video with the lyrics that you guys just got to see out there and i was like oh my god this fits this fit. empty praise um it was just i was thinking of somebody on social media that just loves all the likes and does everything for likes and does everything for, uh, for that kind of attention. How far off am I? Not that far off, you know, cause oh. it is about a narcissistic kind of person who just loves attention and thinks they are the bee's knees, you know? Um, yeah, it's, it's, I've worked with so many, uh, you've probably like being in this music industry, especially you, you get to work with some crazy people, you know, some <laughs> people who are, it's true. Um, uh, and sorry to say I'm a singer, but especially vocalists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hundred, hundred percent, hundred percent. And a lot of them are like, not just vocalists, um, bass players too, guitar players, everybody, especially guitar players. <laughs> but, um, I guess that's in every industry, you know. But, but. but let's not forget about harmonica players, because you never want to piss off the most uh, influential uh, musician of our generation who plays harmonica. You don't want to do that, because then you're a douche. That's a little inside, a little inside joke. <laughs> Only wait. Brad got called oh, out. Oh, oh, nobody got it. Some of our regulars might get it. I got it. But yeah. I feel I don't know. Harmonica players are usually pretty, pretty nice. I mean, you know that are a piccolo player or a tambourine player. Oh man, maybe they're the worst. Maybe they're <laughs> oh, just in disguise. I, got, I I played at Riverside Cafe yesterday, and I got this guy that came up to me in my break. He's like, "Hey man, you're pretty good. I'm a harmonica player myself." And as he says, like, <laughs> pull, pulling it right out, stands right in front of me, looks me in the eyes, and starts going. And I'm just saying on stage like, dude, man. I'm like, oh, this guy's going to ask me for a jam, you know. Oh, and obviously, no. this guy's just got like, he's one harmonica with him. You know, usually the pros carry those little suitcases with all the keys and everything. 
this guy's got the ones like, hey man, what what song? Let's jam anything. I'm like, and I just tried. I, I really smoothed it over, like that nothing's gonna happen. So eventually, we didn't end up jamming, which is you know, just play dumb, you know. Yeah. I mean, at that point, you kind of have to just be like, what key is that thing in, man? What, what, song, are you, what song are you trying to play? Yeah, and then you can go and sit over at your table and play along with me, and, and it's all fine. I just recently had a, a whole rant about it on a couple shows back. I had a guy at the Tipsy Tiki. But this is, this was different, though, man. Uh, he climbed up on the stage. You know the Tipsy Tiki stage. He climbed up on the stage, not by the stairs or the huge ramp that's available. No, he... he I could see out of my peripheral vision that he was climbing up on the stage and uh and trying to get my attention. So he was standing and and I and I look over in the middle of a song and uh he same situation. He he just shows me one single harmonica. And I was like, "Oh, I didn't say a word to them. All I did was shake my head no. No, you know, no." And, and he trailed off, and then later his buddies came up and, and accosted me, <laughs> calling me a douche for uh, and telling me that he was the uh, the greatest musician of our generation, as uh, is the <laughs> quote. Um, and I was like, "Well," he, he was like, "He was like, you blew it, buddy." And I was like, "I'm certain that I'll recover." Uh, he told me that he was in the Pure Prairie League and all this other stuff. Could have missed my big chance, Burn. Exactly. Man. Um, you know, should have just let him play with them. you. You know, if he'd have had. To your point, if he'd had any more harmonicas with him, I might have been like, I'm in the key of whatever. Get on up here. I don't have a microphone for you, and everybody's 25,000 feet away from here, but um, let's do this. Yeah, and I feel like those guys give harmonica players a bad name. <laughs> yeah, like so. and, and it's becoming evident that everyone has a harmonica story, <laughs> a tale of yes, someone right? coming up with their harmonica, and just the audacity of people. It's like, just... Just enjoy what's happening. Why just, do you have to yeah, be a just part take, of it? Take, like, take the no. Go sit take down. the no. Don't go complain to your friends, and don't certainly don't send them up to me while I'm wrapping cables at the end of the night uh, to Ugh. tell me how how, how I blew it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> enough about harmonica players. What's more important uh, is feed me is about harmonica players. That's what we're getting to. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Oh no! It's a great tune. I thought it was a wonderful way, Vern, to open up the record. Um, it's a great song. It hits hard, mm-hmm. and uh, and yeah, it really kind of sets the mood for for the whole record. Uh, what what made you choose that one to not only release as a single, but but kick off your whole your whole album? Well, it's definitely something I think about. Is album order? I don't I don't know if that's something people care about in today's world with <laughs> how people just stream music. Sure. But I still care about it. And, you know, because if you listen to a good album, there's definitely a way that the song should be structured. And it it tells the story of the whole album. But with Feed Me, I just liked it that the whole album starts with this badass drum fill. You know, it's almost like um, Moby Dick from Led Zeppelin. Yeah, it's kind of like that. So, and it just kicks in. It's just, it's, it's perfect for that, you know. I love the guitar riff too. Um, it's very, it's very memorable. Thank you. Um, I also felt that way about "Light It Up" too. I thought that was a very memorable guitar lick that you put in there. The very first song that we played tonight, because um, it was not what you expect. I don't even know what you would call that, and I'm, it was a terrible uh, 
representation of what it was, but but it gets stuck in my head. A lot of your guitar licks get stuck in my head, and Fee means one of them. That's good, man. Um, Thanks. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't want to beat a dead horse there. No, um, only because Zach Zach Jones is actually tuning in. He said he said random harmonica players can go to hell, <laughs> and I agree with you. I, I agree with you. Philip said it's probably the same guy. <laughs> oh, but could be, could be. Uh, we kind of mentioned a little bit earlier that you really dug into some country roots uh, on this album and uh, tunes like Rain, who Joe on Facebook said uh, is, is their favorite song. Uh, and uh, Bandits Road, we also talked about uh, very, very much like this deep country thing. Like, I, I feel like if you if Stapleton would have released these tunes, they would be number one hits on the country charts. Absolutely. Um, so what I want to know is this is. Has that been something that's been in your soul or is it something that's kind of grown on you over the years? Um, I love country music. I really do. I you heard it here for first folks. <laughs> I, I love um, Adlaw country, like Waylon, Waylon Jennings is my favorite. I like Mel Haggard, you know, George Jones, those kind of guys. Um, sure. Stapleton is one of my, probably my, one of my top three favorite singers. Yeah, just, yeah. A wonderful entertainer, songwriter. Yeah. Um, singer absolutely and when i was when i was trying to develop my voice um he was a guy that um because back in the day i tried to be like the 80s guy you know (laughs) i loved 80s music and david coverdale um joe elliott those kind of guys that can sing way up there Uh uh-huh here i go again and i love that stuff but it was just like you same things like (laughs) the genetics just aren't there you know (laughs) I feel you, man. I get it. And as much training or whatever, I try to practice, and it just never came, you know. And I, I think I actually damaged my voice at one stage because of that. Oh stuff. no! And then I like I, I've always loved people like Warren Haynes from Govett Neal. Yeah. Um, those kind of soulful singers that, even though it's like you would think he doesn't sing that high, but if you try to sing a like Govett Neal song, like a Warren Haynes song, it's actually quite hard you know? right but just because <laughs> it only he, takes a couple notes in the songs to be like oh that's yeah. uh out just of my because range. he's got such a deep badass voice you know it's just so those kind of singers and then chris stapleton come came along and i just started sitting with my acoustic learning all these little inflections and try to do what he does yeah that's that's how i got on but with writing i think that's what you actually asked me about <laughs> um yeah I'm, I'm a fan of country writing you know, I like the the lyrical. I think country is a very like lyrical, like genre. Yeah, very story storytelling. You know, the music can yeah. be simple sometimes, but the lyrics really important. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, I feel like sometimes that's lost on uh, today's pop country music or um, bro bro country as they're uh, running around calling it. I don't even know. Like, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, but there's still some great music that comes out of the country. Well, some great music comes out of Nashville in general. Um, I still love all that storytelling stuff. And uh, yeah, these two songs, Rain and Bandits Road, really kind of reach out. Gold Digger, too. Um, that one, I, I I was expecting something different when I heard it. I, I, I'd heard it ages ago when you released it. Um, and I didn't realize that it was uh, kind of a ballad, you know, like, or I wouldn't say it was a ballad, but um, kind of that soulful Thing. I, I was ready for a, a Vern Diesel rocker. 
and uh, it didn't happen when I re-listened to it today. Yeah, but, that's, uh, that's definitely the, the the bluesy side. Yeah, I loved it, man. It's awesome. Good deal. Um, just to, to reiterate, I it's a really great album through and through um, because I, I really enjoyed the way that you went from smash those drums in your and the guitars in your face uh, to like these really laid back storytelling songs. Um, you guys, we can uh, you can find Call of the Wild anywhere that you stream music. But if you really want to support Vern, and we really hope that you do, uh, go to his website, verndazel.com, uh, and buy a physical CD. Uh, all, those CZs are all sorted out now, right? Yes. Okay, good deal. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you can get a physical copy. Um, how much are they running for over there, Vern? I think they're about 10 bucks. 10, nine, bucks, 10 bucks with yeah. shipping and all that fun stuff. Um, listen, man, in independent music, the single best way to support an artist is to buy their physical merchandise, be it a T-shirt, uh, a physical CD, Buy the CD, put it on a shelf, put it in a display box, whatever you want to do. Use it as a coaster. And we were kind of talking about that as well. Um, and, uh, you know, whatever you want to do with it, um, mine is signed. So that's going uh, that's going somewhere where, where whenever Vern pops off, um, I can sell it on eBay and pay my mortgage. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, buy the CD and then you can stream it anywhere you want guilt free uh, because the streaming pays you what point zero zero one eighth of a penny uh for every stream you literally have to stream something a thousand times to get any money um but buying a physical cd is the way to go we're gonna do one more track from uh not maybe not one more track but another track from call of the wild uh when we come back we're gonna talk about Vern's new band tombstone chevy and um and uh, this is a great story song. I can't wait to hear a little bit more about uh, this tune as well. <laughs> this is uh, this is Cougar. <laughs> you guys will be uh, <laughs> we'll be right back. Don't go away. I thought I knew the way. Boy, was I wrong It came to me after the rain Blowing in the morning sun
cook love Oh, body talk spells it out No need to talk at all And she's a fan of rock and roll She knows all the words But she sings to me in a different way from Vern Dazel. You guys, Vern's playing live Friday night at Terra Formata, uh, opening up the evening with Thunderfoot. Um, we have free tickets to give away. Uh, the uh, All you have to do is write in the comments, either on YouTube or Facebook, I want tickets for Friday night's show tonight, at, uh, or, or not tonight, but Friday night. <laughs> Friday night at Terra Formata. And uh, we'll put your name in the drawing. And uh, right after our name that tune game coming up in just a minute, uh, we'll uh, pick one of you to, to win tickets. So uh, only if you can actually attend the show, that would be wonderful. But uh, just put I want tickets in the chats and comments. And uh, Jordan's going to write your name down and uh, we'll do that. Um, yeah. So uh, something we got to touch on, Vern, you know, we got to do it. Um, we were all heartbroken when Switch and Whiskey broke up. Um, you know, we, we, so many people love the band. You guys were guests uh, on our podcast, uh, but it's not lost on me that bands go through transitions and, and, and people's got to go their separate ways. Totally understand. Um, and this was back in November and you guys put out a very lovely statement, uh, just saying exactly that, uh, you know, it just wasn't, uh, wasn't possible to carry on, uh, any, any, elaboration on that that you'd like to to give us to put our put our souls at ease <laughs> well as you know it's very difficult to 
keep four guys together, you know? So it's 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 a hard business that we're in, trying to be a musician. And some people have a, you know, they they think that's what they want in life. But it's not for everybody. It's a very, it's a hard life, man. It's a brutal life. You get rejected every day. And that stuff adds up and, you know, and it's and then you're then you're with four guys or three other guys and you have to try to everybody has to be on the same page and it's it's just not always possible and eventually those things come to a head and it all blows up yeah yeah uh it's like corralling cats oh yeah so i go into one man band thing the only ego i have to deal with is my own and sometimes it's a challenge i have been told that my drummer is my better half though Right, Jordan? Uh, uh, uh. Yes. Yes, yes. Yeah. All right. Confirmation. But no, yeah, we're sad that uh, uh, that you guys have called it quits. Obviously, uh, it was a very special time. At the very least, we, we had a great EP from you guys, uh, great music, and, and a good time. Um, but that's not the end of the road, is it? Because now there's a new group together. You, you've consolidated to a trio. We're talking about Tombstone Chevy. And... Uh, you guys are picking right up and, 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 and carrying on. Not that I thought you would otherwise, but uh, or wouldn't otherwise. But, uh, yeah, tell us a little bit about uh, about this lineup. And uh, I'd especially like to know where the name came from. Oh, yeah, man. We, we really had to hit the ground running with this band. Um, and it's me, um, obviously. <laughs> um, <laughs> Wait, are you in that band? <laughs> <laughs> and it's Kobe and Marcus, you know, which is... Um, like I couldn't ask for better people to work with, you know, to, to do this project. And they've, well, we all had to learn about 50 songs in probably 10 days <laughs> to get to pick up some of the Switch and Whiskey gigs that we've lost, mm-hmm. you know, to try to carry on and make do make a living. Um, and especially Kobe, who never really played bass, <laughs> yeah. you know. Who transitioned perfectly into bass, and you know he he didn't like it at first. Yeah, I don't want to be a bass player, <laughs> and I don't think he's a he's a good bass player right now. <laughs> well, listen, Kobe is a is a phenomenal guitarist and just a sweet man to begin with. Um, uh, I've known him for years, and uh, was so stoked that he he got together with you in the first place. Um, but yeah, switching from guitar to bass is a is a transition. You said he's done it well. It's funny. I, I remember we we ran into each other. I think it was at Tipsy Tiki. Uh, this is probably months ago now, uh, which is hard to believe. I feel like it was yesterday, but time uh, time is fleeting, as they say. Um, yeah, we were kind of chatting about everything, and you were like, "I don't I don't know what you know what what the future holds in terms of uh, of a lineup and instrument arrangement." And I was like, "Well, if you, you ever need somebody." I was like, I can, uh, I can't grow my hair out to be as beautiful as all of your hair, but I can wear a hat and we can go from there. <laughs> I can, I can sling a bass around, <laughs> but uh, I never, I never, I never got the call. I never got the call. <laughs> Sorry, man. It's okay. It's okay. I'm over it now. It took me a little bit of while, a little bit of time and uh, some therapy, but I'm, uh, I'm over it. I'm around. I'm, uh, I'll still play, I'll still play bass in my one man band. <laughs> well you do a good job yeah i'll take it i'll take your it. band needs you <laughs> now, uh, the question though is is are you looking to expand the trio configuration i know it's 
way more cost efficient. Um, obviously, the smaller personnel um, transporting and all that stuff, you know, getting into venues. It's always better the, the less you got to move around. Um, but are you looking to expand instrumentation, bass, drum or not drums, but uh, keyboards, maybe anything like that? Um, for now, with this group, um, not really, because with this three piece, it's really all we need. And it's fun just doing the trio thing. But we will get back to where we play as a four piece. You know, we will probably do my original music. Nice. And the music that me and Kobe has written, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Good. Uh, because that, that was literally kind of right up to my uh, next question. These segues are perfect, aren't they, Jordan? It's like perfect. we rehearsed this. Yeah. Um, uh, my next question literally written here is, uh, do you have any ambitions uh, ambitions to tour for your Vern Diesel original music? And uh, you kind of answered that. Um, yeah, 100%, man. With Tombstone Chevy. Because, you know, I was going to ask, do you put this music down just as a, uh, to get it out of you and, and you release records um, without without the outlook of touring? Because I've, I've been in that situation. You know, I've never uh, properly toured for any music that I've released. I just got it out of my body and put it into the world and that was good enough for me you know i still i play them at my shows but yeah. certainly in no desire to go out there and you know hustle hustle an album or anything like that you know um but you should because this is good stuff <laughs> yeah no i've definitely always kept that in mind this is it's always been something that i've wanted to do and now i've actually got an opportunity to do it um, I just signed a, um, a distribution deal, a deal with a European company called Willow Creek Records. Oh, nice. Where, so, where are they out of? Uh, Denmark. Denmark? Yeah. So they will They're be... Good Danish over there. Yeah. Good pastries. Good pastries. <laughs> so they'll be releasing um, my album in Europe and all their connections in... They've even got connections in Japan. No kidding. So that's going to be a big help getting it out there. But we definitely want to travel the states. Um, in May, we are definitely go- we're playing some festivals up in North Carolina. Nice. So we'll form a tour around that and just start hitting the road as much as we can. Very I cool. Love that. Yeah, that's congrats. That's cool. That is very cool. I, I did read uh, your post about that, and I was like, "How sweet is that? That's a that's a good deal." Could you imagine uh, you guys over in Europe doing this whole thing? Oh man, that'd be cool, right? Yeah. Oh man. So good. Well, that's awesome, man. Um, and I'm and I'm very proud of you. Uh, for what it's worth, uh, I'm very proud of the music that you put out. This record did not disappoint in any way. I read several reviews on on the internet, and everybody just raves, man. And you know, they all have very similar things to say, which means it's probably the truth. You know, uh, it just hits hard. It hits right. And uh, I think I was sitting with uh, with my friend Kevin McLaughlin. Uh, this was probably months ago, maybe a year ago at this point. And we were talking about you guys. And I was like, you know, I was like, those guys, I, I don't know what it is, but they have it. I was like, and I can't wait to see it pop off. And, uh, and, and you're doing it, man. I love that. Thanks, man. I hope it pops off too. Yeah, yeah no doubt. <laughs> All right, listen, uh, we were going to take a break here for another song, but uh, Jordan's got to get to bed because she's going to turn into a pumpkin. Yes. Uh, so we're going to... Uh, we're going to play Name That Tune with you guys out there. And um, and then right after that, we're going to give away some tickets. Uh, we're going to give away some tickets to uh, to Friday Night Show at Terra Formata with Vern Dazel uh, and uh, Thunderfoot then. 
So, um, we're going to test out your brain cells, and uh, we're going to play another riveting round, of course, of Name That Tune. She's always, uh, she's always creating treachery. Didn't we have this conversation? Where I was like, it's always one of you guys. It's always one of you or Ellie or Derek that always makes me have to do extra work because you decide you want to switch everything up. Yeah. Yeah. Tonight it's you. Keep you on your toes. I guess I'm always on my toes anyway because I'm relatively short and I gotta stack up to all of you. Tall people. Anyway, <laughs> we invite all of our live viewers to play along in the chats and comments. Uh, just to just to let you know, the last time that we played this game with Vern, he dominated. Oh. Dominated the game, so okay. he's back. Now you, now you set the ball too yeah. high. Uh, I know, no. <laughs> That's what I got to do. I got to knock you down a peg or two. Uh, in this game, we're looking, of course, for the name of the song and the artist or band that's performing it. Uh, I love this category. Tonight's category is... Vern Daselgangers. Yes. Kind of a kind of a play on word of doppelgangers and uh Vern Daselgangers. Uh these are artists or bands that Vern has been compared to, uh either in written reviews or I've been told verbally out in the world. Um so these are people that you sound like or that sound like you. Uh, and, and it's not just made up. These are these are things that I've read. So you, you may know them based on that. Uh some of these may shock you. Let's play. Are you ready? Dun, 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 dun. No, we're not playing yet. All right. Uh, here we go. First first clue in Name That Tune, Vern Dieselgangers. Here we are. She never she <laughs> when, you, when you see Vern chuckle like that, he knows exactly what the answer yeah, is. Yeah, and you like how he... Tilted the board up so I can't. Yeah, so, so Jordan can't cheat. <laughs> Here it is one more time, <laughs> even though the comments are already <laughs> flooding in. All right. While you guys are still guessing out there, uh, there's still time to put I want tickets in the chats and comments for uh, for a chance to win free tickets to Friday's show at Terra Formata. And uh, <laughs> uh, Paul from the Drums and Rums podcast. So Vern has nice legs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's the clue. The takeaway from this. Yeah. What do you guys have here? Let's see it. It is ZZ Top uh, legs. What did you have, Jordan? I had a blank slate. Oh my god! How did you have a blank I don't know. slate? I should have known that. I love ZZ Top. Yeah. It was a great tune. Love yeah. ZZ Top. Uh, awesome. Very, all right. Vern is uh, not, not disappointing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so far. Living up to the hype. All right. Here's the next uh, clue in the Vern Daselgangers category. So it gets a little tougher. Here's that clue one more time. And just to clarify, I'm looking for the name of the song and the artist performing it. So not the original. Uh, but uh, yeah, the answers are already coming in. Flying in. Are you guys ready here? Yep. <laughs> yep. What about you, Jordy? Yeah. Yeah. 
All right, let's see it. Uh, oh, it even got the oh, logo right. It is Mike, that's extra credit. It is Metallica's "Turn the Page." I did bad. I'm just what, gonna. What did you say, Jordy? I put "On the Road Again." Turn the page. <laughs> on I the road again. Got the name again. of the song wrong. Jordan, do you know who does that song originally? Yeah, Bob Seeker, who's my boy. Yep, from Detroit, where you were born. You even went to see one of Bob Seger's last concerts. How did you not know the name of that song? I don't, uh, I don't know. Well, I think my brain is shutting down. I'm not uh, sure. Great. Just <laughs> what I need. All right. Next next clue here, Vern Dasselgangers. Uh, this one came from a review that I read that they compared Vern to this artist. Here we go. We got each other, and that's a lot for love. Here's that clue one more time. We got each other, and that's a lot for love. <laughs> Paul said he looks nothing like James Hetfield. <laughs> Dieselgangers, not doppelgangers. It's a different word entirely. Look it up in the Webster's Dictionary, Paul. Gosh. Webster's. <laughs> All right. Everybody's uh in there with the right answer in the chats. Let's see. No, it's okay. It's, uh, it's, there's a, we're not going to slap you for <laughs> giving it away. Uh it is Living on a Prayer Bon Jovi. Well done. Well done. Paul said and he looks nothing like Webster. Fun trivia. Oh, we got trivia, Jordan. John Bon Jovi and myself share a day of birth. Oh, many years apart. I was gonna say, ooh, is he is he your age or are you his? He is age? younger than me. If if uh, by like thirty years. No. Oh, great! I've been bamboozled. Yep. All right, a couple more clues here. Here's the next one on the list. Break me down. You got a lovely face. We're going to your place. Here's that clue. One more time. Break me down. You got a lovely face. We're going to your place. Oh, every <laughs> the chat room. The chat room is silent now. They were <laughs> they were so good in the first three clues. Slaying it. Throwing them for a loop. Do you know this one? I don't know the name. Oh. And I don't even know how to spell the man's name, but <laughs> give it a go. Okay. Uh, Paul said uh, late 90s. Nope, that's not correct either. <laughs> no, sir. All right. Jo- Jordan's very excited. Yeah. Very excited. All right, Jordy. What do, what do you guys got here in the lounge? Uh, it is It is Buck Cherry, and it is Crazy Bitch. Hey, y'all crazy bitch, but you fuck so good I'm on top of it when I drink. Cover your children's ears. They don't need to hear that. These comparisons are wild. <laughs> I, seriously, bro, when I compiled You're all over the place. When I compiled it, I was like, okay. I was like, this is a no this is an knows, eclectic mix. No one knows what Vern sounds like. It's like when you when they wrote these reviews that they actually listened to the hell of it. Just who everyone's hearing is different, I guess. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Philip told me I should have did the cricket sound. I know. I missed the punch. I missed the punch. 
All right, we got one more clue here. And this one, I believe, is probably uh, the closest uh, that that I saw. Vern will be the judge of this. Yeah, we'll see that. All right, here's the final clue and name that tune. Wow, that clip was like perfectly clipped. Like I can use that as a soundbite for something. Uh, Paul in there with the with the right answer. Everybody's feverishly writing here. Brian Ray actually got the uh, Buck Cherry Crazy Bitch over on uh, Facebook. Nice job, Brian. Well done. Uh, our our good friend Kevin McLaughlin, he uh is in with the right answer. Every everybody got the right answer, but he had a he had a good, funny uh, funny joke. I'll share it with you once we uh, share our answers. Everybody ready? Yep. Well, I suppose. All right. Let's see what you got here. Did I get the title right? Oh, you, you did. should probably leave. I you did. should probably leave. Simple better man. I didn't. Uh, well, I thought Jordan? it was either simple man or better man. I don't. I nope. don't know. Nope. I want you to stay, so you should probably leave. You should probably leave. I should probably. Is that the title? <laughs> Dude, it's Chris Stapleton. Right. Very nice. Uh, Kevin McLaughlin said, you should probably leave Chris Stapleton. And uh, <laughs> I don't know if maybe his phone auto-corrected it. Or, he, got, he got it wrong. Or if he, yeah. but, but I'm going to give it to Try him. Try again, Kevin. For creativity. Nice. I think it's, I got a perfect yeah. yeah. We talked about it earlier about Chris Stapleton, uh, and, and you know I was uh, listening to some of his music today to pick uh, for this game, and uh, I, I was like, okay, I could totally hear it. I could totally hear the the similarities. And um, Chris Stapleton is if you're going to be compared to anybody, I would I'd be like, yes, I, I sound exactly like him. <laughs> oh my God, he, the guy is a is a vocalist. He's unbelievable. Yep, he, he reminds me of a. Speaking of soulful singers, uh, Mark Broussard. Are you familiar with him at all? Uh, you should get into him, man. He's like the ginger, soul, the soul ginger. Uh, we're actually going to see him on Friday or Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Saturday night in, uh, at the Lyric Theater in, um, in Stewart. And uh, I've been following him for years. He's amazing. You would dig his stuff. Yeah, he's very good. Um, he's from what, like Louisiana? Yep. So he's yep. just got like that southern soul. like. Yeah, he's uh, very good. It's it's He'll great. move you like Chris Stapleton. He has that like. Yeah. So there's two people I got to put you on to. I got to put you on to Mark Broussard and I got to put you on to Thomas Wynn and the Believers. Oh, yeah. 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 You'll love these guys. Great. Great job, you guys. All right. Let's give away some tickets. Jordan, who wanted those tickets? Was there anyone else? Because I'm not in the one chat thing. I, uh, I'm only in the Brad Brock one. Let's see. We had Joe. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Jordan, <laughs> and me, and you, Joe. And Joe's Joe's getting tickets. Yep. Joe, Joe, Joe. Where where's where's my button? Joe, are you still there? Joe, Joe. Oh gosh, you're getting tickets. You're getting tickets for Friday night at Terra Formata to see Vern and Thunderfoot. Congratulations. <laughs> 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 
pistol there now. Yeah, I'm gonna cop him. Oh, I can't really see it over there. We're gonna show off uh, Kate's statue too, because that's so cute. Oh my god, oh, yeah. I destroyed everything over here, you guys. You really, you went all. I the got way. excited. I got excited. <laughs> all right, uh, Joe, you can uh, you can instant message us or direct message us. We're all even to just reach out to you and uh, get an email address and we'll send you those tickets. Uh, enjoy the show. Enjoy the show with Vern. Uh, it's going to be a good one, no doubt. And you're just playing solo, right? Yeah, just just acoustic. I love it, man. Nice. Yeah, the very first time uh, we, we talked about this, the first time we, we had an interview, the very first time I ever saw you play was you just playing acoustic. Um, and I believe it, it was at the place called The Deck and it was for some boat show thing um, yeah. in Stewart. And they had a nice stage and everything, and it was beautiful. And I was like, getting, I was coming on right after you, like loading in all my stuff. And I was like, oh my god! I was like, this guy's amazing. How am I supposed to follow this? You know what I thought about you coming up? Like, wow, this guy's got a lot of shit. <laughs> yes, <laughs> not much has changed. Is- not much has changed. <laughs> I love your setup, man. I saw a picture the other day of you and your like recent one of your recent shows, and it's so cool, man. You've got a whole little stage production thing. Yeah, so, you know, I have the one-man band, so the next step, obviously, is doing the one-man show. So, eventually, I want to be able to run a light show on a pad that sits either directly in front of me or attached to my guitar, where I can just queue up light presets for whatever I want, and I can do it all there and, and you know, run sound and the whole nine yards completely contained to me. You know, it sounds pretty egotistical, but it's really just a challenge. I really want to be able to put on a full scale production with, you know, moving lights and light cues and smoke machines and things like that, um, that I can queue up myself right in my little, in my little area. And, uh, so that's, that's the next goal. I think this year is going to be the year that I, I do that. So right now everything's kind of autonomous. It just kind of does what it wants to do, but I think you might be talking about the tipsy tiki where I put the lights up and that's a great stage to kind of spread, spread out and try things. And, uh, and I really appreciate Will Goulet and, and John Nolly for, uh, giving, you know, if, if you're a musician and you play there and you're not taking advantage of that giant stage to like try things and do cool stage stuff, uh, I implore you to do it. It's a great space to do it. People that, don't that's harass good you. advice and bad advice at the same time. Perhaps, perhaps. Because <laughs> you, you see too many musicians are like, I've got space on stage. I need to use it. And they act like monkeys. Yeah, well, All you know. <laughs> All of it. Uh, sometimes, it um, sometimes it makes for good, uh, for good entertainment. I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> I think the picture I saw was actually you at uh, Vine and Barley in, in, in Port St. Lucie. Oh yeah, and it was—it's a, a really small stage, but you made it look really cool. Yeah, yeah, it was probably New Year's. Yeah, yeah. I don't—I don't normally bring that rig out there, but uh, you know, I—I I, I don't normally play on New Year's Eve because it's my birthday, and I was like, you know, and and they hit me up and they were like, you should come and play, and I was like, you know what, I will. I, I normally end up there anyway, so I was like, I'll come out and play. Sounds good. <laughs> so I did, and I brought all the toys. But yeah, man. Uh, where was I going with all that? I don't even know. Joe got her tickets. She won them. And uh, that's it. That's it. Oh, yeah. When I first saw you, that's that's what it was. And then you got off the stage and the sun went down and there was no lights at all. I had like, what, one floodlight like that's on the ground behind you. 
And I was like, well, I'm really glad I brought that because I'd be in the dark here. And that was the whole point of that entire story. And now we can move on. Um, we're actually going to play one more song here from you from Vern. Uh, it's uh, the second track on the album. It's called Wild Girl. We're, we're going to say, say goodnight to Jordan. She's got an early morning, so she was kind enough to, to come in and hang out with us for a little bit tonight. She was going to totally throw in the towel and uh, and not hang out, but she was like, she was like, she came out with a sad face, and she was like, I feel bad for missing podcasts, and I said, you should. You know what did I say? I said, you sh- then then don't. That's what I told her. <laughs> like the conflict. Yeah, I was like, then don't. Don't miss it. And, uh, and so, Jordan, we love you. Thanks for hanging out. Sorry you have such an early morning. Take a bow, take a bow. But it was great to see you, Vern. Yeah, Jordan out. Okay, we've closed her off. Her camera's gone. (laughs) And now it's just me and you, Vern. All right, you guys, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, When we come back, we're going to uh, do our shameless plugs. We're actually so close to the end. Uh, And then um, we're going to send you on your way. Uh, But uh, here's one more tune from Vern. This is Wild Girl. We'll talk a little bit about this song, too, when we come back. Don't go away. We'll be right back.
will always steal the show A bombshell that will make you blow She's the one that knows that you'll be begging for more Wild, wild girl The girl, she's mine Yeah, she's mine yeah. Wild girl Alright, so is there, a, is there a specific story to this tune? Uh, not a, there's not a specific story I just, uh if you notice how the lyrics are, or the words just keep spinning out, you know, it's almost like that Garth Brooks um, "Ain't Going Down." Oh yeah, that's a great, feel. <laughs> yeah, that's a great tune. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's definitely that song's also got a very country element to it. Yeah, it sure does. I mean, I envision uh, that song and Cougar, um, from my my country music line dance dance hall, uh, you know, days. Uh, I could only picture those situations in these very distinct country music bars that I used to perform in all the time. One was called the Long Branch Saloon in Vero Beach. It's no longer there. I think it's like a Mexican restaurant now, but it was the only honky tonk around. And um, another place down in Jupiter, Florida, that is still there and open, Uncle Mix. And uh, I believe I found both of these women that you're talking about there that's where they exist uh they're probably hanging out at uncle mix right now as we speak karaoke night exactly man and you know it, uh, both of us have played bars for most of our lives and you you see all these different characters yeah man <laughs> and you have to do something with it because it's you know you might as for well sure. write some songs with the about these crazy people that you see and it's everybody so knows true. the girl with the with the badass tattoos on the thighs and everybody's like whoa man. yep yeah. i you have the song. I have a song uh, or several songs about these situations. Uh, another one that comes to mind, Stephen D. Hunt has a great tune called Bike. And uh, it's about another woman that uh, is a biker chick and, and is, you know, ready to take take him for the ride of his life. It's a, it's a wonderful tune. But, yeah, we all have these stories, man. Yeah. And uh, I have one called I Don't Want to Dance With You. And it's really just a tune about. Um, I saw it one night at a nightclub I was playing at and uh, you know when the band would go on break because we weren't like an original band or anything we were a line dance band we got on stage we played to clicks and we played for the line dancers so that was what we did and then the DJ would come on and during our breaks and you know spin like club music or whatever and uh, you'd see all these chicks like on the dance floor just throwing it down and all the dudes kind of lined up around the edge of the dance floor with their drinks, watching the girls dance. And I, uh, a moment that was stuck with me forever was this woman kind of came out of the dance pile and grabbed this dude, and he didn't want to go. He didn't want to go into it. He had his drink. 
Now she took the drink out of his hand and set it down on a table or a banister. I think that was around the dance floor and pulled him on there. And he just was kind of standing there while she was going crazy. And I was like, this is wild. And I was probably, I don't know, 18 or 19 at the time. And this stuck with me forever until I wrote this song. And uh, yeah, I don't want to dance with you. And there was a whole. So we all have these crazy stories, man. You told me some, when uh, Switch and Whiskey was on with us. You had some crazy stories about this little town in somewhere in Florida where uh, it was about these ladies that were just just wow. Do you remember that story? Uh, so many. I know there's so many. <laughs> I know this, but it's it's stuck with me, and I can't. God, I can't remember it. But um, I don't know. You guys it stayed over the night there, and and it, it it was like a. I don't even know if it was a bar or if it was like a house party. I don't know. I'm butchering it now. Go and watch the Switch and Whiskey episode, and you, you'll hear the story. <laughs> man, it's been great hanging out with you tonight, man. You, man. I'm, I'm, I'm stoked about this album. I'm so stoked that uh, people in Europe are going to get to hear it um, and uh, that you guys are going to play it out live. I can't wait to see that show uh, when you guys pull all that together. Uh, before we let you go, we're going to do uh, our Shameless Plugs segment. So um, if you're ready to... Uh, rifle off all the things that everybody should be looking for, uh, be it music or otherwise. Um, hit me, hit me for our shameless plug. Well, like, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. Do it. <laughs> yeah, please. Just uh, like Brad said, go go stream my music on Spotify or Apple or Pandora or Deezer or Amazon or wherever you guys like to listen to music. My music will be there. Uh, if you guys want to buy some physical CDs, that's really cool too. Um, come to a show. I'm going to, like he said, Friday. I'm opening for Thunderfoot. Thunderfoot? Thunderfoot, I can't even say that. <laughs> it's a crazy word, right? Thunderfoot. Uh, at Terraformata. And that's just going to be me acoustic. Saturday, Tombstone Chevy is going to be at Connolly's and Royal Palm Beach. Great spot. Yep. Yeah, yeah Connolly's is a great spot. And if you haven't seen Tombstone Chevy yet, you, um, it's a treat. So come come join us because it's a rock and roll party. Um, we are, we aim at keeping people on the dance floor. You know, we play some cool tunes and it's really fun. It's just a whole fun experience and the band has a blast doing it. So, yeah, that's that's all my plugs I have for you for today. Nice, yeah. nice. And, of course, yeah, uh, just to reiterate, uh, congratulations to Joe for winning tickets to Friday Night Show there with Thunderfoot and, uh, and Vern Diesel. Um, I don't know where I'm at on Friday. I might, ha- I might have to pop out there. I don't know if I'm playing on Friday. So I might I might come out and see you. You know what, Joe? I'm going to take those tickets for myself. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, um, it's going to be a great show. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to see a, a Tombstone Chevy show. I can't wait. I can't wait to see it. I uh, just want to read off some comments here before uh, before I jump into mine. Uh, Rick, Rick Steeb said he'll be there. Um, and Sharia Katakowski, forgive me if I butchered that. Uh, she said uh, she already has her tickets, so she'll be there. Uh, it's going to be a good night, man. It's going to be a good night. All right, for my shameless plugs, uh, I'm going to try to keep this as brief as possible. But um, uh, the biggest news is uh, that the JNC Destruction crew and myself uh, are now the official entertainment hosts of this year's Stewart Art Fest uh, in downtown Stewart at Gazebo Park. So uh, we're very thrilled that they reached out and, and we were able to put it together. 
Uh, that's going on Saturday and Sunday, February 11th and 12th from 10 in the morning to 5 p.m. each day. We're going to be introducing all the live music on the stage. Um, so I, I will definitely be there. Jordan, uh, hopefully, or will be there. Hopefully we can get the other two knuckleheads. Uh, they, they've already because they have regular jobs. You know, I'm not I'm not rich enough to pay them uh, a full salary yet. But uh, hopefully we'll all be out there and representing. So come hang out with us. Uh, we're going to be handing out some JNC swag throughout the weekend and uh, hanging out with all of you guys in person. Uh, and they got a lot of they have a great music lineup uh, over the weekend. So you can go to artsfeststewart.org for more info on the event. And uh, we're, we're certainly happy to be partnering with uh, Martin Arts on this. And uh, we hope to see you there in February. This is not the last time you're going to hear about it. So uh, we're hoping to actually get some of the acts on the podcast to talk about uh, their music and of course uh, the show there. So stay tuned for that. Shout out to our sponsors and partners at code rum hop life brewing the sneaky tiki in downtown steward, the bug juice bug repellent and skincare products. Our good friend, Tim and Jess uh, are behind that Chesser custom designs, laser etching and uh, engraving Brad Brock design. Uh, the guy's not very good looking, but he's expensive. So go to bradbrockdesign.com. And uh, if you need anything creatively done, uh, graphic work, video editing, audio editing, um, or anything creative, if I can't do it, I can certainly send you to somebody that can. Uh, it doesn't matter what it is. We'll get it done. Uh, that's what's important. So check it out, bradbrockdesign.com. Check out the Drums and Rums podcast put out by our good friend Paul Robertson. He's in the chats tonight on YouTube. And his weekly live streams on Thursday nights at 8 p.m., always a good time, the biggest happy hour and a half hour. Uh, so check out Drums and Rums. For you early birds, come hang with me in the morning for the Jams and Coffee Morning Show. Get your fix of news talk and local music. You'll hear a lot of Vern Diesel and, uh, and <laughs> on that show and other great local artists. And you can find it right here where you're watching this show uh, on YouTube or Facebook. And I do it each weekday morning at 8 a.m. And tomorrow is no exception. So Jordan thinks she's got to get up early. I get up early every day, uh, but it's worth it. Uh, also, check out my one-man band show. Uh, you can catch that schedule at bradbrock.com. And that's my shameless plugs. Maybe. Is it? All right, all right, all right. I certainly hope that everybody enjoyed the show tonight. Vern, did you have a good time? Oh, man, yeah. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Oh, my God. I, it's great to catch up. I love seeing you out and about, man. I love getting to catch up with you uh, from time to time. But this is this is great to have a proper catch up. Um, before we go, very important. I totally forgot. <laughs> Vern brought us uh, some some super cool gifts. So, Vern, you uh, you're married to a wonderful woman, and she's incredibly creative, and she comes up with some stuff that it just blows my mind. And she's behind uh, the, the photography you've done on your album, your videos. Uh, so so um, incredibly creative. And she's so funny. And, and she has a company here called, uh, oh, God, I can't read it. Uh, Critters of Clay. And you guys got, you guys got to see this. I'm going to blow it up to the big screen. Look, look at the detail on this sculpture. Look how cool that is. If you guys are listening to this on the podcast, you're missing out. Go watch it on YouTube and subscribe. But what, what, what does she name these guys? They have little names. Uh, that's just one of her deadheads. Deadheads. Yeah. It's like a, uh, a 
witch doctor of some sort. How cool is that? And uh, so thank you, Kate, if you're watching um, or watching later. Very cool. It will always and forever be on display here. Uh, Critters of Clay. How can uh, how can people go in and, and check out her work, Vern? Uh, most of the stuff's on the Facebook page. Just go look for Critters of, Critters of Clay on Facebook or Instagram. Nice. You can check I'm, out all the uh, creations over there. So fun. I'm going to put a link up uh, so people can link out to that. Uh, she's got all kinds of stuff. She did a statue of you. That was very cool one year. And she's got a lot of really, really cool stuff uh, that she does. So shout out to. <laughs> all right. I just needed to get that out before uh, before we ended the show. But uh, uh, catch Vern Friday nights at uh, Terra Formata and go get his new album, Call of the Wild. You're not going to regret it. Give it up once again for Vern. Next week on the show, you guys, uh, we're uh, to to do to Derek's delight. We're finally going to be eating the hottest gummy bear on earth. Uh, it's little nitro. So uh, I hope somebody helps me. But uh, that's what we're doing next week. Until then, friends, take care of yourselves and each other, and uh, be kind to one another out there because it's a it's a wild world, as Cat Stevens would say. Broadcasting live from the legendary JNC Lounge. I'm Brad Brock. We love you. Good night.